Well, hello. Wherever you're joining in online at the moment, uh, obviously this is pre-recorded as you heard, so the recent COVID restrictions have meant uh, we've had to do this. And uh, it seems to me that in this season for us all, it's that agility and that ability to respond to the COVID restrictions that's very important. And so that certainly was the case for me just before Christmas. I was travelling down to see my family in New South Wales and it, and it arrived just at the time that some new restrictions had been announced. So I hurriedly filled out my form because I wanted to be able to make it back home. And you may not be aware, but there's a small town right on the border of Queensland and New South Wales called Texas, not the American one, uh, the Queensland one. And, and that marked the spot that I had to cross the border. And so dutifully, as I was driving up there, it was a policeman, a big burly senior sergeant, a bush policeman there with all the gear on, ready to greet me. And he was a smiley character and, uh, you know, I handed my form over. And (laughs) straight away, as soon as he got the form, he looked at it and he began to laugh. Now, I knew exactly what was going on. I, I knew that this policeman had read my proper name on the form. Uh, If you don't know, I've been introduced as Billy, but my real name is William. And my real full name is William Williams. So you can imagine, I knew immediately that this policeman had saw my name and he couldn't help but respond. And and it's been the case for my 47 years that lots of people have laughed at it. And uh, you would think that with a name for that long, I know that names are important. Names matter. In fact, uh, one of my favourite stories, a friend of mine, Joe, was up in Darwin and he was walking along the street in Darwin and Joe began to slowly hear this penetrating um, yelling out of a name. It wasn't his name, but someone across the street was yelling out a name. And the name was Richard, Richard. And, and it was so loud that, that Joe actually had to, to look. And as he looked, he thought that this Aboriginal lady was singing out to him. Richard, Richard. Now, Joe was a bit confused because obviously that's not his name. But sure enough, this lady came directly across yelling out, Richard, Richard, and walked up to him. And, and he had to look at her and say, Auntie, my, my name is not Richard. She said, no, no. And she grabbed him on the shirt and she said, red shirt. She was singing out the shirt that he had on, not his name. And so uh, names matter. Names really matter. In fact, uh, the naming of something is a sacred act. The naming of people often means something. When Jesus was gathered with his group of followers, it was one of the questions that he asked them. Who do you say that I am? Not not just his name, even though his name meant something. They sort of had overlooked this name and that it had a strong meaning. But even in the naming is the knowing. And Jesus was saying, who do you think that I am? Who do you know me to be? So it's a very powerful thing to have a name. Each of us have one. And it's not just names that matter. It's places that have names, not just people's names. And so it's interesting where I come from in New South Wales is a small town called Colorenebri. But the traditional Aboriginal language word for where I come from is Galarin Brai. Brai means having and Galarin means coolabar blossoms. 
So this place name, Galilean Brai, means the place where the Kulabar blossoms are. And so names matter. In, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, we read of different place names. The Valley of Baca is one of the psalmists referring to a particular, particular place, a location. And the naming tells you a lot about it. And this is the place of tears. And so in this song, it's, it's quite important to understand that place name because as people travelled, they were travelling through difficult places. And uh, we read in the Old Testament of the place name Bethel. And when we understand the original language, it means the house of God. And so the naming of people, the naming of places, these are all really important. But there is a third category that I'd like you to consider today. And that's the naming of our present place. The position, not just physically, but where we find ourselves today. Maybe this is a really important understanding given the current climate, the current circumstances that we find ourselves in. And so for me, I I think it's important. um, When you look at the life, the ministry of how Jesus was, you'll find that he has two predominant uh, tools that he uses. Firstly, he tells a lot of stories and I love that. I love that. As a storyteller, I love that Jesus used stories. But the second important aspect to Jesus' life and ministry was that he asked a lot of questions. Now that to me is very informative. That to me is pretty important because it says to me that, that there's an exposing and an exploring that Jesus often does with people. I, I, I think when you look at the stories of Jesus, sometimes he asks a question because he is probing. He is wanting to reveal something that people might be holding on to and he wants them for that to bubble up to the surface. But there's also that aspect to Jesus' life and ministry where he's helping people to explore where they're at, that he, he honestly wants to help people to see clearly where they find themselves. And it needs questions for that. Questions, sometimes I don't know how you feel about it. Sometimes questions can feel, you know, a little bit daunting. We get a little bit uh, fearful of them. But I, I would like to consider this morning that we don't fear questions, but that we form them. That questions can be very helpful. In fact, if we had to know some of those things about who we are and where we are, then questions become so important in them. In fact, uh, we find very early on in the biblical narrative, the story that the Bible presents, when God is interacting with humans, one of the key things he does is through a question. If you don't know the story that well, the story of the two people that, that God is formed and wants a relationship with and they disobey God. And so they actively go against what he said. And their response to that is very fascinating. They run and try to hide. They try to hide from their creator. They're ashamed. And God questions. He has a question that he poses to help them. He knows where they are. But God says to them, where are you? 
And I find that to be fascinating and instructing to us today. Where are you? God knew where they were. I don't think he was talking about their literal geographical location. He knew where they were. And he knew what had happened. And so it seems to me that in this biblical narrative, God is asking for their sake so that they might consider where were they? What was their present position? Emotionally, psychologically, spiritually? It's a very powerful question. In fact, in the community that I belong to, Dion, we started to understand that great Aussie trait of how you're going. You know, that, that question that we ask when we see someone, it's just become the tagline that we just, it's almost like, hello. And we felt like we were doing a disservice to what we really wanted to know. And so we began to change, we altered our introductions. If we wanted to just check in on people, we would actually, we now say, where are you? And, and it's a question that we, we ask because we, we want to, to look at the depth of that, the breadth of what that really means. And so the who, the where, the what, what's going on for you right now is what we mean. And sometimes I've been asked it myself as I should and it can be daunting because often I just haven't taken the time. I haven't asked myself. I'm not aware of where I am, what I'm operating out of. Sometimes I'm operating out of old stories I've told myself. Sometimes I'm operating out of fear or ignorance or a lack of awareness of what's going on in me and around me. And there's something very powerful. In the naming, often we need the questioning. And this question for me, where are you, is really powerful. The naming of who you are, where you are, what's going on presently for you is vital. And it's vital, in fact, for healing, growing and moving on. So important in our lives for these things that we have a sense of healing, of growing and of moving on. And that requires a knowing, a needing and a naming. And I believe that Jesus really understood this well. There's a story one day of Jesus walking along a road. He had his followers with us and uh, with him and others were, were gathered around and he's walking along and there's a blind beggar on the side of the road. And he begins to sing out to Jesus. And some people, disciples, the followers of Jesus try to hush him. But when Jesus hears him, he goes over. And the two interact and it's a beautiful interaction. And one thing in particular, as I've mentioned, this tool of Jesus to ask a question is vital in this man's life. And Jesus says to this blind beggar, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> Just such a simple question. But for me, such a profound insight into who Jesus was and what Jesus wanted to do. A very simple question that he asked this blind beggar. And the blind beggar's response was to see. And in this beautiful exchange, this miraculous story, Jesus grants it. 
But for me, I wanna just linger on the question. You might not consider yourself to be a blind beggar today. Certainly not physically, but, but maybe as a metaphor for your life, it might work today. Maybe you're conscious that there are things in your life that you're just not aware of. Maybe that simple question of where are you really burns deep within you, even now. The things that have gone on in your life, where do you find yourself today in this ever-changing world, particularly this, this season that we have with this global pandemic? Often it's hard to catch our breath. We get tossed about like, like a boat on the waves. And for us to answer such a beautiful question, because I believe Jesus still asks, what do you want me to do for you? Well, the preceding question is so vital for that, isn't it? Where are you? What's been going on in your life? Not not just where do you physically find yourself, although that might be important too, given our restricted access to one another. I think it heightens those deep things within our psyche. Feelings of whatever it might be that bubble up and can tend to overwhelm us. But in order to answer faithfully, what do we want? It's often important that we know where we are. And that takes time and energy. When I consider that blind beggar, I don't know. He he perhaps considered where he was every day. He would have been acutely aware the way that he was treated, the way that he had to try and navigate his, his place and his space. And it does take time and energy. It does take a conscious effort to ask ourselves, Where am I? And I think that's one of those aspects of life that points us to not just living a solo life, but this begins to open us, to begin to, to raise an awareness in us of the deep need for trusted friends and family, for, for a neighbourhood, for a collective where we can have a reciprocity of care where we can have trusted friends and people around us who we can talk and unpack, pray and even consider where life is taking us. And yes, even confess. The English word confess originally meant to acknowledge. And I find again that echo of that important question, where are you? To acknowledge where you're at in order to understand how to move forward. And we find in Jesus' life, this willingness to meet people exactly where they're at. No veil, no, no mask. So much of the ministry and life of Jesus, he was helping people to remove those things, that they could be real with their God, so that they might know where they are, so that they could honestly talk to Jesus about what, it, what they wanted. A few years ago, I went on a a walk. I really enjoy going for walks. And someone, a friend of mine, I needed them to drop me off because uh, this was a particular walk that was gonna take me, not not in a circular fashion. I was gonna head from point A to point B. I'd never done the walk before, but the, the person dropping me off was a local. I won't mention their name. Well, much to my surprise, my friend dropped me off at the wrong spot. And I was uh, 
20 kilometres away from where I should have been. And uh, there's a whole story, perhaps for another time, I'd love to tell you where I had to try and get myself to the proper starting point of my journey. It was almost like I had a journey before my real journey. And I get a sense that perhaps today that could be true for us. That we can't answer often. Maybe there's some inhibiting factors to being able to truthfully talk to God and say what you really need. Because maybe you haven't even taken that first step, that first journey of where you are at the moment. And so I just feel it perhaps is timely in this, this season of uncertainty where even right now we, we don't know what the future poses in terms of restrictions. Maybe that's, again, a good picture of the year for you. And it might be a chance just to pause and to allow not just your own question, but God's himself to you. Where are you at? Not as a condemning question, but as a caring one. Have you ever considered that the God of the universe cares that much for you? That, that he would ask you specifically today. He wants to hear where you're at. The church is going to be doing a series shortly about prayer and uh, I don't know your understanding or experience with prayer. But ultimately prayer is a conversation with your creator. And Jesus made that abundantly clear that we have a God that longs to hear from us. And I believe, I truly believe one of his key questions is, where are you at? So where are you at today? Have you had the opportunity, the time, the energy to ask yourself that question? And maybe that's you. Maybe that is you right now, that you would want to invest the time now to consider where you are in order that you might be able to move forward. Because I believe that the hearing of the question, where are you, is vital for you answering to Jesus, what do you want me to do for you? And so I really want to encourage you, don't fear these questions, form them, wrestle with them, talk to others, those that you trust and love around you. And, and in a spirit of honesty, Try to find that place where you're able to speak to Jesus so that you might move forward in the healing, the growing and the journey ahead. Would you pause with me as we consider this right now? Perhaps this is a time for you to initiate that. Now, if you're comfortable, I invite you to close your eyes and if you maybe want to kneel or it's entirely up to you in, in the place where you find yourself right now, literally, this posture is one of invitation to our caring God. And if that is for you, that question, that first one, maybe you need to take this journey before you can take the next one, the, the one that allows you to move forward. Perhaps in your own heart and in your own mind, you might open that up to the very Spirit of the living God, I truly believe in the Spirit's presence in, in and around those that invite it. And so even right now, wherever you are, 
that simple invitation, God, would you help me? Where am I at? What season of life are you in? What are the questions and concerns that you might have right at this stage? Are there burdens? Are there blockages? Are there decisions? Whatever that may be. Holy Father, I just pray for any who are honestly and earnestly asking that question to you today. I believe in the power of your spirit. I believe in the the power of your love to meet them exactly where they're at. I pray that there be a stripping away of any of the the masks or any of the, the boundaries to this question. And I just pray, Spirit, that you would break through to help people to honestly and earnestly see where they are at. And for some that will be a, a contain emotion and for others that'll be spiritual things and all of these things mixed together, physical, financial, relational, whatever it may be. I just pray, Spirit, that you would meet them exactly where they're at. They would have this sense of peace that surpasses understanding. The God who cares for them right now, that cares enough to ask. And for some others, maybe you have been asking these questions and perhaps even as the next step of your journey. I get a sense of that question from Jesus being true to us today. What do you want me to do for you? A genuine caring question from from Jesus opening a door for you to consider the way to walk ahead. Jesus, I do pray by your spirit that you will speak, that you will show, that you will reveal, that you'll help as we walk forward, that there will be a response that we can show uh, to ourselves, that we can uh, understand to be true for the way that we walk ahead. I thank you that you are a God of provision and God of deep care and love and we can trust you in all these things. Thank you for each and every one that's listened and I pray for the journey ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. I search the world But it couldn't fill me A man's empty praise Oh, treasures the fate are never enough. And you came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Well, I'm not
what we're going to do at the this is the end of our series, the Signs of Life, and um, what what we want to do is create a bit of a space of just having a, a bit of a time of extended worship, and in that we want to do prayer as well. And so, just in a few moments, um, I'll give a bit more information on that. But we want to create a space where we can come and begin to seek God and, and ask God, and maybe there's some needs in your own life whether it's you need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Tonight's night, I'm gonna encourage you to do that. Maybe you need healing. Maybe there's restoration. Maybe you don't know what your next steps are. But this is gonna be that moment that we're gonna do that. We're We're gonna spend just maybe another 10 minutes in worship and spend time in prayer. But in this time, we're going to keep live streaming this as well for the, the people that are watching this online. But in this time, I'm going to pray and then we're going to go into that. But if you feel free to, if you need to, is to leave. There's never anything to, to force you to stay here for any of this. We just want to create an opportunity to do that. Does that sound clear? And so feel free. There's nothing saying you have to stay here. You can slip out and uh, we'll be probably another 10 minutes. If you want to just sit in the presence of God, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. This is what we want to be. We want to be a church that seeks the heart of God. Listen to Matthew 5, 3 to 6 in the message version. This is what it says. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and His rule. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. Verse 6 says this, You're blessed when you worked up a good appetite for God. His food and drink is the best meal you'll ever
Who's going to sing that chorus? I think it's chorus. Uh, like a rushing wind. We do that just as we're wrapping up, just as, a, as the voices lift that, as a cry of our heart, asking the Holy Spirit calm and shift and change us. Come on, man, will you just lead us through that like a rushing wind? shoulders with. Lord, may we love as Christ has loved us. And Lord, transform us. Transform our heart, Lord God. And I want to thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for that truth that while we were still sinners, you died on a cross for us. And now nothing can separate us from the love of God. And everyone said, Thanks so much for joining us at these online services this weekend. If God has spoken to you, maybe around those two questions, even that Billy has mentioned, we would love to encourage you and pray for you as you continue to seek what Jesus is saying. If you'd like to know more about Jesus on your screens there, there's a link that you can click on to know more about Jesus. If you would like prayer, um, we would love to pray for you and have a team that is organised to pray for you as well. You can email in prayer requests at prayer 
at bridgman.org.au. We would love to pray for any needs, maybe around this message or even in this current crisis and lockdown, there's different stresses that have come. We would love to be praying for you and your family at this time as well. As we continue to move forward, uh, we will continue to be led by the Queensland Government in the uh, restrictions that we work under, but we will communicate updates through our website and through email as well. So please keep a lookout for those. And we hope and pray that we'll be able to meet together soon and uh, continue to encourage one another as a church here, uh, both in person and online. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week.